everyone and welcome to our daily mana. Back when I was young, I was very enthusiastic about going to church almost every day. I wanted to serve God in my life. At the age of 12, I was very active in Sunday school where I led praise and worship with other kids until I turned 18. I desired to become a song leader in a big church and the pastor would announce to the congregation if anyone wanted to join as a song leader. It required devotion, commitment to the ministry, attending practices, participating in singing contests, and the winner would become the song leader. So I joined the contest and sang Great is the Lord and other songs. There were 10 contestants and I was the last one. As the contest was on a Sunday and happened at night, I realized I didn't have suitable clothes to wear and I wanted to back out. I thought about missing the opportunity to become a song leader if I withdrew. So I borrowed a decent shirt from my cousin. The issue was, at the time, I was quite overweight and chubby, so the shirt was a bit tight on me. But I had no choice. The time had come and the contest took place. I prayed to the Lord to take care of my appearance since the shirt was really tight. When the night of the singing contest arrived, I was nervous, not knowing what to do because all the other contestants sang very well and looked decent while I was young, tight in my clothes and feeling embarrassed. But I prayed to the Lord to take care of me during that contest. The judges were Pastor Berlozada, Sister Eling Noman, and if I remember correctly, Mrs. Luna. When it was my turn, as I walked onto the dark stage, I spoke in the light. Suddenly, the spotlight shone darkly on my face, blinding me, but the song began to play, and I got carried away. Although I was still anxious, however, in my heart, I continued to pray to the Lord for His guidance. After I finished singing, they announced the winner, and I didn't expect to be chosen as the winner of the singing contest to become the song leader. That's why until today, I'm still serving God. The talent He gave me remains with me, and I don't forget it. If there are ministries involving visiting the elderly, I'm still involved. If there's street evangelism, I'm active in the youth. If there are funeral services, I'm present at the service. I love serving and being a minister of God. When I was young, I served as a janitor in the church for 16 years, even with minimal pay, but I never complained. Until today, I remain faithful in serving God. It's a wonderful story of dedication and commitment to serving God despite challenges and uncertainties. So now, brothers and sisters in Christ, let's learn from this book of Psalms, particularly Psalm 122, about the belief in God, the joyful people who served and go to the house of God where we go every week to worship His name. As we become accustomed to attending, because during the time when we were at Magai Street, we used to have gatherings with our family all night long. 
starting from Monday with intercessory prayer, testimony nights on Tuesday, Wednesday praise and worship where we learned new news, new songs, Thursday night we watch Christian movies, Friday and Saturday Bible study, and Sunday worship service. Every day we were joyful. There was no rest. And sometimes we'd return home at 11 p.m. or even 1 a.m. the following day because the joy in serving the Lord was profound. Therefore, in Psalm 122, it shows us the example of how joyful people go to the house of God to worship His name. If we have our Bibles, let's open and read Psalm 122 verses 1 to 4 in the NASB 1995 edition. As the Word of God speaks, I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem that is built as a city that is compact together, to which the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, an ordinance for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. May God bless us by reading His precious word. You might ask these people why they don't go to church to worship. And they have various answers and reasons. I'm quite busy doing what needs to be done. I'm doing laundry because it's my only day off. I lack sleep and it's also a day for rest. There's a family picnic or outing I need to attend instead of going to church. All these reasons are given to avoid going to church. So we must keep importance and be with God. It should be our highest priority with God every day, every week. We shouldn't just go because we're obliged to, but because it's our desire and will to be with God and not engage in a cockfight shouting, Cristo. This text emphasizes the importance of attending church and worshiping God regularly, despite various reasons people might have for not doing so. As a Christian, you are on a journey, a pilgrimage. Truly being together with people to worship is an essential part of our journey with God. We learn together that on this journey, you cannot grow as a Christian if you're not actively part of the house of God. So this day, let's learn about the church and its role in our journey with God. Let's look at what is said in verses 1 to 2. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are, are standing within your gates of Jerusalem. I was joyful when they invited me to go to the house of God. During those times, the Israelites or Jews would travel to Jerusalem with excitement and joy to worship God there. In the temple or house of God, during their captivity in Babylonian, Persian, Greek, and Roman periods, They were dispersed. Many of their families died in foreign lands. Generations passed, and yet they always hoped to return to Jerusalem, where their ancestors came from, because they knew Jerusalem was the important place where the temple existed. The temple or house of God was crucial because it was where God met His people. Why were they so joyful at the start of their journey? Because They were going to worship God with their people. 
that's what Psalm 122 verse 1 speaks about. Going to meet God and His house, where God promised to meet His people. In the Old Testament, the Jews regularly went to worship at the house of God together with the people of God. As Christians now, we invite people to come to church and experience God's love in their lives, resulting in salvation and a changed life for all eternity. The person who invites you might someday say, I'm so glad I invited you to come to the house of the Lord. Indeed, we can find ways to invite people to come and worship at the house of God. We can encourage them through communication via text messages, connecting on social media platforms like Facebook or Messenger, and speaking to others about inviting them. How do you respond when others say it's time to go to church? Are you happy to go? Previously, you were already happy on Saturday, preparing things for Sunday, ironing your shirt, cleaning the house, and not wanting to make excuses on Sunday. Or Sunday, I mean, wanting to go to the house of the Lord and worship His name. But now the situation has changed. You've lost the excitement of worshiping God. You're tired, lacking sleep, and making other excuses. Look at the Israelites in verse 2. They speak about their joy even at the gates. Imagine, when you're away abroad and finally return home, you might say on the plane descending, Ah, I'm so excited to see Zamboanga again. I miss the air there. Similarly, when you're just about to get off the tricycle to go to church, even at the gate, there's already joy bursting in your heart. You shake hands with people, sit on the pews, meditate, and prepare to enter His gates with thanksgiving and adoration towards God. We should look at our attitude toward God and His people in the same way. That's what we learn from this psalm. Let's move on to verses 3 to 5. Jerusalem, that is built as a city, that is compact together, to which the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, an ordinance for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord, for their thrones were set for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Look at how the Israelites gather to worship the Lord or in the house of God in verse 3. What is the application to our lives? They were overjoyed to be in close proximity to each other, fostering fellowship and camaraderie. Whenever they had their gatherings, they were never tired of looking at each other. And being in Jerusalem, they cherished that bonding as if it were a grand celebration at their place. Truly, I often hear others say they don't want to go to church because it feels tiring. boring, dry, and they simply prefer solitude without fellowship. So let us encourage fellow believers that fellowship is crucial for our spiritual growth and faith in God. If you have a passion for joining a fellowship, being part of our Bible, study, marketplace, visitation, outreach ministry, youth and adult ministry, men's fellowship, women's fellowship, or Sunday school is significant. Through this, we can enjoy the closeness of Christian fellowship because it's where we live together in unity. In verse 4, 
When the Israelites went to Jerusalem, they gathered from different tribes, locations, backgrounds, places, and situations. They all came together to praise God's name. Hence, we have unity because we are all members of one body of Christ. The church doesn't just represent a building, but our living belief in God. We all belong to God. Therefore, as part of God's body, we should avoid causing harm to others, damaging relationships, or breaking the unity of God's body. It's crucial as the body of the Lord to learn to worship and praise with Christ, experiencing the unity that comes from worshiping God together. Someday, if we're in the kingdom of God, we will worship with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, where there's no division but unity with those faithfully devoted to God. So let's be joyful in coming together in fellowship, experiencing the unity that emerges from worshiping together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love and the demonstration of your love by sending your only Son, Jesus Christ, for our sins. Help us, Lord, to open our hearts and allow your Spirit to perfect love within us, overflowing to those around us. Help us to love others as you do, as we learn to love others as you loved us. Help us to hate sin as Jesus showed us, and give us a heart of compassion so we can help others by speaking the truth in love and showing them the way to heaven. Heavenly Father and our God, as we step into this new year, we confess our need for your presence and guidance as we face the future. Each of us holds hope and expectation for this year, but only you know what lies ahead, and only you can give us the strength and wisdom we need to face the challenges in our lives. Help us, Lord, in humble submission to place our complete trust and belief in you. Amidst life's trials, give us strength to find joy. In times of pain, sadness, and doubt, help us turn to you for stability and comfort. In times of temptation, help us stay on the right path and have the courage to do what is right in your eyes. And in all our daily activities, open our eyes to the sorrow and injustices in our world and help us respond with compassion and sacrifice to those who have no friend and are in need. We pray for constant communication with you. As the psalmist said in Psalm 119 verse 33, Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees, that I may follow it to the end. O oh Jesus, thank you for your promises and the hope of this new year 2024. And we look forward with expectation and faith. This prayer is offered in the name of our Lord and Savior, who through his death and resurrection has given us hope for both this world and the one to come. Thank you, Jesus, for answering our prayers. All glory and honor are returned to you alone. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we prayed. Amen and amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, 
Let us not miss the benefits that God gives us. Let it be part of our lives, walking and worshiping in the name of the Lord with joy in our hearts. Invite others to experience the joy of worshiping God. If you truly love God, you will love others. And it's beautiful when we worship together with others, regardless of differences, remembering that God looks into our hearts if we are sincere with others. Serve God faithfully and don't just attend church out of obligation. Find joy in serving Him sincerely and wholeheartedly in your life. My prayer is that we commit our entire day to God because when we do so, we can talk and be joyful with those who speak to us and go to the house of the Lord. God bless everyone and Shalom.